Hi, this is John Cena Sr., and you're listening to Twat Magic on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Bitch, pound it and drown the kiss. With the wrist slit, listen to the sound of piss. The piss listener. I'm quick to stick fists enough. I feel bricks and sticks to kill Nicola. Still ripping your knickers, the real blister. We're giving your meal tickets to visit the still dicking ya. And I'm a dickhead certified. Dirty dice turning life into pimp sex world at night. Your pussy looking like a bacon and cheese wrap. I'm making a bean clap, naked to please that. Terminator, penetrate until your knees snap. Feed that a meat stack of beef, kill the bean back. Is that too much? Fort Magic. I didn't know if you were going to sing, and then you didn't sing, so I was confused. I was kind of singing. Uh, I was really. so I was trying to I was trying to find a, a a song that would work for it, and I was going to to do like a parody of White Ass Pussy, but I just couldn't come up with something funny enough to to work into Twat Magic into that. So, oh okay, yeah. The other thing too is I never I had never seen the music video before. Uh, had you see, so did you watch it? I watched the music video. Yeah. Can I um, tell you? I have never heard that song so here's the the other thing too i had never heard about it and this was actually one of my conversations that i was having with jackson last night Mm -hmm. because he's like i think i know what it means (laughs) (laughs) but it's waffles and pancakes (laughs) and he kept saying stuff that were was like completely wrong and i'm like "Mm -hmm." so Mm -hmm." i i went to um well, I, I went to Cardigan Backyardigan's uh, YouTube page, and she had the music video on there. But the music yeah. video is the edited version of the song. So I was confused at first, because, mind you, I have never heard the song either. I, I, yeah. I've known the lyrics over that. I have listened to the metal version of the song, so yeah. I, I kind of had a, an idea of, of like the lyrics of it. But So yeah, so I watched the video, and first of all, I was just like, I'm like... Okay, like people are blowing this way out of proportion. Like this is not even like, mind you, there used to be fucking like rap videos all the time in like the '90s and the 2000s that would just fucking straight up be recorded in a strip club. Like, is and, it weird that I just by the name of the song, I'm like, God, that sounds so foul and raunchy and <sighs> and gross. But yet here I am, I talk with you and I say twat and cunt and yeah, see, um. I don't have I don't have an issue with that because um, I, I I think that there's a lot of double standard on that because you can have fucking you can have you can have guys that'll put out songs all the time talking yeah. about things that they're gonna do to people stuff like that and nobody blinks an eye. But you have a woman come out and talk about wanting to have someone jam their dick into their their vagina and it's like oh my god like clutch your pearls. It's like first of all <laughs> first of all uh, there's there's so many good songs back in the day. Excuse me, hold on a second. Jackson earmuffs. Uh, first of all, like, I mean, My Neck, My Back is a good one. Um, a lot of those, like, uh, Let Me Blow Your Mind, and, and, like, those those are the songs that I grew up on where I'm just like, fuck yeah, and just like, like, Queen Latifah was always really good about, like, just talking about how great her fucking vagina was, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that. I... I I like those kinds of songs. I think I think it's great when when you have women who are just like, yeah, fuck it. Because I listened to the other version Missy of the two. Elliot and work yeah. like yeah. 
great song. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking Christina Aguilera put out a song, Dirty, where it was all about her just wanting fucking cock put into her, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, and even like Britney Spears later on, because this is on topic, um, she had that, if you seek me, and it's like, yeah, we know what you're, what you're saying. Like, yeah. like <laughs> you can be a skank without being a skank. Right, and see, that was the thing. Like like I said, I mean, I listen to Ludacris, and that's all he talks about is slinging dick. And it's like, so yeah, I, I would I would be hypocritical if I didn't also enjoy when women do it. Like your menage, fucking, you know, things like that. So so yeah, so I did, I have no issue with the with the song. My issue was the music video was kind of tame for a song like that. I mean, um, so you said you you have not listened, you have not you haven't heard the song, but and you haven't listened, or you haven't watched the video at all. No, right. not. Um, should I? At least to watch it once. Because, okay. like I said, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little off the wall on certain things. Like, there's, there's a, a bust of a, women's, of a woman's chest that is, like, shooting off milk, which is weird, but sure. And, <laughs> but I was, so... So like I said on Cardigan Backyardigan's YouTube thing, like mm-hmm. it's not it's not the unedited song, which was so fucking weird because first of all, the song is called WAP. But they changed it to Wet and Gushy, which is somehow worse oh. to me than just saying wet as pussy. Gross. Cause I'm like listen to it, I'm like, wait a second, I'm like, this isn't this isn't the words. And like there obviously there's a couple of the lines that they like kinda altered of like that, but I'm like I was like, this is like this is more graphic than calling just calling it a wet ass pussy. <laughs> so then I had to listen to the unedited version of it and I was like, okay, this is the one that everyone talks about. I don't know I don't know why I thought I could go to the artist's page and get the unedited version of it. It's like but yeah. So that was weird. Um, but like I said, like there's there's just been straight nudity. Like the fucking blurred line video had fucking just like three bare ass naked chicks dancing around. It's like that I thought was was more like in your face than this. this. Is just like it's two chicks with like cleavage and like tight you know outfits on her dancing. Like there's no, they're not like shoving things into each other. Like there's nothing bad about the video, you know. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm like I was like it's kind of tame, honestly. And, like, uh, you know, people were going on about, like, oh, the fucking Wrecking Ball video was, like, so out there because, like, she's naked. And it's like, yeah, but you don't see anything. And, again, like I said, there's just, you just, unless there is a different version of it, which I don't think I saw, like, that music video was just kind of like, okay. <laughs> you know? Pe- it, it, people just need something to bitch about. That's always how it is. But, like I said, I mean, at this point, I, I almost had to watch it just because there's been so many memes on it, and otherwise I just don't understand what people are talking about. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, I, I, the, the, the woman that raps on it, um, what is her name? Uh, Megan the Stallion. She's good. She's good. She's got a good flow to her. I liked it. Um, her, her part was really good. Um, Cardi B... The, 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 the funniest thing I've ever seen is that Cardi B makes music for people who shoplift from Kmart. Like <laughs> it's it's she's she's to me is just kind of okay. Like she's just she's not great. She's not as great as she thinks she is. But yeah, like I said, it's just it, like that felt so much more like shock. And like 
obviously, um, I use the song uh, Bitches by Tove Lo. Um, and that is all about, you know, her wanting some chick to eat her out. Like, it's a great song. I love it. It's, I, I, I listen to it quite a bit. No problem with it whatsoever. I'm sure if people fucking listen to it, they're just like, oh my god, you know, but like, just, just don't fucking listen to it. You don't have to listen to it. You know, nobody's forcing you to listen to these things, you know? So, I don't know. But we've got uh, a podcast to talk about. We do. I'm sure you're How are incredible. you? Otherwise, good. Oh, it's it's been a busy week. Um, How are things over in your neck of the woods? Cold still? Yeah, this is the thing, is I live in Wisconsin, we're, we're used to it, like, we, you know, it's it's been a solid two weeks of temperatures in the single digits or in the negatives, we're just used to it, dude, you know, like, we had a bad snowstorm, the roads are still kind of shit because the shit just won't melt, um, but in general, like, in Wisconsin... People here just know how to fucking drive. Well, they forget how to drive the first snowfall, which because that always seems to happen. And, you just and then you're like, how accidents. do you forget? It happens yeah. every year. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like, but yeah, once once you get past that, like everyone just kind of falls into it. Like I, um, I feel for, you know, Texas right now is going through a lot of shit. Um, yeah. And that's because they don't have that infrastructure in place because they don't typically deal with snow and stuff like that. You know, right? That's how that's how an entire state can get shut down by like two inches of of icy rain and snow. It's like yeah, because they don't have like we have plows here. You know, <laughs> we have plows that are at the ready and they're going to be used every year. So, mm-hmm. but it's like and and trying to like send those down south to help, like yeah. You know, there and obviously the the whole issue now with the uh, um you know the the electrical grid going down and shit like that because of the storms, uh, not because of wind turbines, but because of because you're you're still running on electricity and not no clean energy. Um, it's rough and it doesn't feel good when you have like governors of fucking cities down there like uh, insulting their people that voted you in. And saying things like, oh, you guys should have had a plan. It's like, you're supposed to have the plan. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, like, absolutely. So that, that to me, is kind of like, well, I, I hope you didn't expect to be reelected because that's a good way to not be reelected. Um, I've been I've been saying a lot, and, I, and I, it pisses me off that we keep bringing up politics, but it just kind of keeps happening that way. I took a political science course in high school, and... All it took me was was one year of that to understand that like politicians will sometimes have to do things in order to try to get reelected, and it's like it just feels like all the politicians lately have just forgotten that, and have, have like just stopped doing those like sometimes you gotta vote in a, a, a different way because it's the more popular thing in order to get reelected next time, and it's like. So many of them have just like fucking dug their heels in and been like, no, I'm not going to do those things anymore. And then they get like shocked when they don't get reelected. It's just like, well, yeah, because you like completely forgot how to be a politician, <laughs> you know? I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I for one, like I said, I just I don't understand if you're a, a elected official to turn around and insult the people who voted for you like that. No, it's that it's seems wrong. yeah, it, it seems like a dickish thing to do. We're not going to get into uh, the piece of shit Rush Limbaugh dying. Uh, I already got into it with somebody on the internet today because 
they apparently thought that uh, claiming that if you allow gay marriage, it means that pedophilia will run rampant is not a hate speech and is, is, is protected by freedom of speech. It's not, by the way. Uh, got into got into it was with just one person I, I found. Everyone else just kind of like stood back and just let me eviscerate this guy because it was like the guy's like, well, I don't, I don't, so I just don't think that anyone's like death should be celebrated. It's like, well, somebody who continues to like uh, inflict emotional damage on people, yeah, when they die, you they should be celebrated. <laughs> that fucking dead, you know. Um, but also, it's like, so if you have a problem with freedom of speech then why are you attacking me for my freedom of speech and being happy that somebody is fucking dead? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like I said, I mean, um, I, I know that, you know, our, our fans know most of us, how we, how we lean politically. Um, but even, even the most conservative of our hosts hated this fucking guy <laughs> because he was a towering piece of shit. I mean, Turning around and saying that that people that were in the Iraq War are are phony soldiers just because yeah. they weren't like things like this like the guy just like he weaponized yeah he was discussing he weaponized his fucking program and stuff like that and you know yeah so good riddance to bad rubbish but let's talk about something shittier and that is the twats so State Farm welcomes us to Twat Magic that's a new one thanks Jake. I wonder. Uh, I wonder if they cover running over Bella twins in, in the street. You think so? They put in the, a claim. Yep. Yeah. You know. The twats open up a short and hey. Uh, <laughs> so Nikki says, "I don't know where to start." So I'm going to start with talking about Britney Spears. Yeah. So, so you knew where to start. <laughs> she did, and she ran right along with this one for. A good old solid what? Good old 40 minutes. So, um, <laughs> I, and you as well, have not, why is, okay, I'm typing in Britney Spears, and one of the things, auto, or, uh, one of the suggested things is Britney Spears WAP. How, come on, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I have not watched. Looking up her, her. I've already seen them. <laughs> everyone, everyone, well, not everybody, but a lot of people have, dude, because she did that fucking shot where she was she didn't have panties on coming out of the car or whatever like that. It was like her, Paris Hilton, and somebody else were like back to or uh, Lindsay Lohan did it too, where it was just like that's the thing to do is just flash your cooter. So, um, yeah, so I haven't, I haven't watched this documentary, uh, Framing Britney Spears. Um, it's on the agenda for this weekend now, by the way. So, uh, oh, it's on Hulu. Okay. Um, here's, here's the thing. Um, now I haven't watched this, but I, I know enough of the shit that this woman has been through to, to know that like she has had it real fucking rough. Yeah. Um, she is essentially the poster child for um, stage parents being a bad thing. You know, um, her her dad is fucking crazy. Yeah. So that she was around that same period of time where obviously you know because of the fact that she was a she's a musketeer, right? 
Yes. Yeah, because she was she was a musketeer, and because of the fact that she was like the, the Disney, she was underage, so she had to have her parents like sign off on everything, and they had to be the executor of their you know like their their uh, money and shit like that. And you had it with like fucking Jessica Simpson's dad, like he stole a shit ton of fucking money from her, from her, you know, like uh, her uh, Britney Spears's dad is apparently still fucking taking just like huge chunks of money out of her. And I was amazed that like he still has conservatorship over her Mm -hmm. and yeah, like so, but yeah, this is, this has been the thing where it's like there, there have been some strides made. In terms of like making sure that parents don't completely like fucking like bankrupt their children before they reach the you know the age of eighteen, but obviously it's it's still an issue. Um, but I'm I'm glad that they they are bringing this to life. Um, or light, sorry, and that's a uh, yeah. Uh, but again, so they they talk about some things and what any good podcast would do, which is why it doesn't happen on the Bellas podcast is they would explain to the people who haven't watched this what they're talking about. And they don't do that. No. <laughs> and that's that's the issue. <laughs> so I will do the best I can because, like I said, I don't fucking know it either because I haven't watched this thing. But I do intend to eventually watch it um, because, yeah, I mean, it, it, it Listen, sucks. Listen, I gave you the option to blow off this bullshit and watch, and watch the documentary and discuss that. You gave me that you option. Were, you were like, you were like, no. You gave me that option at like four o'clock when I was already like, <laughs> had no, there was no way I was going to be able to watch a documentary before we recorded tonight. <laughs> you still could have been like, you know what? We can, we can meet up a little bit later. We can watch it. Um, <laughs> still had the choice. That's true. That's true. Uh, so Nikki apologizes for a joke that she made about crazy Britney Spears, and now she feels bad because she watched a documentary about her. She didn't feel bad about calling somebody crazy who was clearly going through mental struggles. No. But now that she has that she knows more about the mental struggles, now she feels bad about it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Remind. She feels bad because she got judgy. Yeah, see, here's the thing. Uh, I don't feel bad about continuing to call out Nikki's, uh, no. <laughs> Nikki's no. quote-unquote struggles with depression, stuff like that. Because, again, like I said, feels a little forced at times. Um, so the twats get on their high horse regarding Diane Sawyer. Um, now, again, like I said, I haven't watched the interview. But Diane Sawyer is a reporter, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of her job to be. Yeah. So when they specifically say like, oh, Diane Sawyer asked Britney Spears, like, what did you do wrong in the relationship? Now, you can take that one way, completely out of context and say, oh, geez, Diane Sawyer's a bitch. She's like blaming Britney Spears. Or you could take that as that was probably a continuation. Now, again, I haven't watched it, so maybe it's not, but I don't know. Maybe that's a continuation of of a conversation where... Mm -hmm. Because Dan Sawyer is a reporter, she would realize that, like, normally it's not only one person's fault that a relationship breaks down. Maybe that's all that was put in the documentary, and the whole thing was the whole interview wasn't actually put in there. Right, exactly. Because that's what they put in there because they want it to be. Well, it fits their narrative. Yeah. 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 So, um, but again, like, there, there, there does need to be a little bit of. like 
you you kind of know what you sign up for. Most of, most of these interviews and stuff like that, and with big stars and things like that, they are allowed to say, do not bring this up, do not specifically say this or whatever like that. And if they are uncomfortable, they can turn around and say, I'm not going to fucking answer that, you know? Because they are not, mm-hmm. nobody's forcing her to answer these questions, mind you. No one forced her to take the interview. Well, I mean, her dad might have. But, <laughs> you know. But they're like, like, oh my gosh, like, nobody was there to comfort her and stuff like that. It's like, okay, well, did you for a fact see that no one was there to comfort her? Or did you just there. make yeah, or yeah. did you just make that assumption because they, they like didn't show anyone comfort her because then the cameras were turned off. Again, I don't know, but again, like I said, I mean Diane Sawyer is a reporter and I haven't heard and I, and like I said, I did not watch this. I don't recall there being any issue with the questions that Diane Sawyer had, and it sounds like, you know, she's a, she is a reporter that always asks hard-hitting questions, because otherwise, if you just wanted a fucking fluff piece, you would just turn in, tune into fucking TRL Live or whatever like that, and hear her talk about, like, her makeup routine and stuff like that. But no, this was, this was a, a, a specifically, like, a we sit down with Britney Spears, we ask her the hard questions, stuff like that, and we talk about her relationship. Like, you're going to get uncomfortable questions. That's the whole point of it. Like, it was a bad situation. Nothing about it was comfortable. No. You agreed. You agreed to the interview. People got you, and and that means that people are going to know because otherwise, Diane Sawyer is going to fucking put on an interview that's going to have jack shit, and she's going to be like, "I don't want to fucking put on this interview," you know? Yeah, I mean that's what Diane Sawyer does. Yeah. So then they they do that thing, like I said, where they reference something that not everyone has seen, and they they bring up a paparazzi, but they don't explain what this guy did or who he was. They just say that, like, oh, that, that, like, video of Britney Spears shaving her head and wailing on a truck with an umbrella, like, oh, that wasn't Kevin Federline's truck, that was a paparazzi's truck. And then they keep, like, calling this guy, like, a piece of shit and stuff, and it's just like, well, what did he do? Mm-hmm. I'm sure he was a piece of shit. I don't, don't, don't deny that, because paparazzi are pieces of shit, but, like, explain to your audience that hasn't watched this yet what you're talking about. Yeah, like, they talk like we were all there. Yeah. I always do because they were both there because they both watched it. So yeah. <sighs> so <laughs> here's the next issue. Nikki says that Britney Spears who gave birth five months earlier, must have been suffering from postpartum depression, which, of course, we know men do not understand. So, as a man, I, I cannot cannot make this claim, but you, you as a woman can make this claim. Was it clear that Britney Spears was going through postpartum depression when she shaved her head and, and slammed a fucking umbrella into a guy's truck? I mean, she clearly had something going on. Yeah. You know? She Couldn't. clearly had something going on. I mean, according to to Nikki and Bree, she had a baby. She was getting a divorce, so something was happening in her life. She wasn't emotionally stable. Yeah. So I mean, it's entirely possible that she was having some kind of emotional episode, being postpartum depression or otherwise. I don't know Brittany. I right. don't claim to know Brittany. I am not her psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. I do not know what kind of mental episode she was suffering. But the, I mean, it's entirely possible. It's, you it's know, a, five months after having a baby, it yeah. could be. I'm not saying know? I'm not saying that it's not possible. 
But Nikki is saying that it was definitely that. Couldn't I mean, it be? Couldn't just be? Oh, I wouldn't say. I would say like a normal fucking mental breakdown because your mother just died a couple months ago. Your relationship is falling apart, and you are getting harassed by a paparazzi. It couldn't just be a a mental breakdown because of stress. No, no, no. It's got to be postpartum depression because Nikki's going through that, and she well, knows. You know. You know, if it looks like a duck and it wants to be a duck, you know, it must be a duck. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, which, it's of course. It's entirely possible, but, it, you know, Nikki's the professional. Yes, that's true. And and she knows the struggles with media and paparazzi. Mm-hmm. She does. But don't anyway, worry. She... Yeah. I don't have paparazzi, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Although you do technically deal with media. I do. I have been known to lose my shit. Yes. Um, but hey, you can rest easy because the Bellas support the Free Britney movement. Hashtag Free Britney. Yeah. So Nikki goes off on how every relationship ends with a woman being a whore and a man being celebrated. Unless, of course, you're Johnny Depp or anyone who dated Taylor Swift. <laughs> right? Yeah. Again, these... You get a whole fucking album written about you if that happens. He's just bla- like Nikki. I I wouldn't say she's a man hater, but she sure says a lot of shit that comes off as being like a fucking judgmental man hater. Which is like, I'm sorry. Like, when was the last? Like, yeah, of course there are some examples of like when people break up. Like, you know, but like that's not a universal thing. You know, Did you like notice like the the tone and like of her voice when she said about women and breaking up and how it's always their fault mm-hmm. when she was talking about that uh-huh. <laughs> almost as she was blamed for her, her last breakup. Yeah. Um, that was probably because she was to blame for the last breakup. <laughs> I wish I wish we could just replay that so everyone could hear how she sounded like it was all I wish like Yeah. You heard it, right? Yeah, because because clearly that's why she said shit like this. Because like she it, enunciated it and mm-hmm. it was like Yeah. She really was like short to make sure everybody heard it. Right. Yeah, she doesn't, she ignores, like, the numerous amounts of women out there who are, who can be, not be in a relationship anymore and are not blamed for going bad or anything like that. And, mm-hmm. But she ignores all of that because she was blamed for her relationship with John Cena failing because she, she's, she's to blame. Like, <laughs> that's been, it's been pretty, like, she has, she has even said herself that, like, she is, it, she doesn't take full responsibility, and she shouldn't take full responsibility because that it, it is a two-way street. Mm-hmm. But she was the driving force behind a lot of their issues that they had, you know, because she was trying to be very fucking controlling. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so this whole like women are be or whores and the men are celebrating like winking in the camera stuff. It's like, no, that just happened to you because, <laughs> but yeah, everything is different. Like, yeah. But then, of course, the woman who, you know, didn't say no in both of her rape cases says no means no, guys. So there was that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like I did hear that. What I heard is say that no means no, guys. Like, first of all, 
No means no paparazzi. <sighs> no. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like that. Well, well, that is that is one hundred percent true. Yeah, like uh, in in terms of consent, we do have um, far too many issues where, you know, speaking of, fucking Rush Limbaugh said like. Yeah, I mean, no means no, but guys can tell when a no means yes. Yeah, that's not a good thing to say. No. <laughs> you know? And with this situation, it's like, yes, I understand that, like, you know, paparazzi, like, chasing after people and snapping the pictures and stuff like that. Yeah, that you, you're you going to be uncomfortable in that situation. Sadly, there are, there is no laws against what they do, you know? and And that's the sad fact of it. Like, yeah. It it is a shitty thing, and that's why they're shitty people. But just being just like like turning around and saying like, "No, you leave right now." They're not going to. They're just not, and that sucks, you know. And and, and I wish it wasn't that gay. It wasn't that way, but it, it's that way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're in an interview, yeah, if you ever turn around and say, "I don't want to answer that," like you can just leave, you know. Like you can you can just get up and be yeah. like and and we've seen it happen before, where like if if you're because you're invited to do these interviews like you're you're usually paid for it yeah but you're allowed to turn around and say do not ask about this and if you do I'm gonna fucking walk off set or I'm gonna fucking hang up the phone call you know mm-hmm. so yeah you you are free to do that nobody nobody's stopping you from doing that like they'll they'll try to run it back to you and 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 you know get you to come back and say hey no where. We'll edit that out, and and we won't we won't ask those questions again, you know. But like you have you hold the power in that. Like they need yeah. you more than you need them, you Absolutely. know. So, <sighs> Breeze says you should speak to woman like you would a man. Well, that's exactly what they did with Brittany. They asked her if she was getting any ass. That's what they do to men, <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So that uh, they asked Justin, did you yeah. get it? Yeah. Did you hate so, that? so yeah. So Justin's like, yeah, I did. Yeah. So your example there doesn't hold true. Like, I I do understand um, the how how shitty it is whenever like you you're watching an interview and they they bring up with women like, oh, when are you going to like have kids or about that? That is a shitty thing. If they're not bringing it up themselves. Or if they haven't talked about it publicly, of being like, "Yeah, we're going to do that," don't fucking ask that question, you know? Because you, because yeah, they do not ask that of dudes unless they, unless they're talking about it, you know? They do not ask a dude like, "So you slap a baby in anyone lately?" You know, they don't do that shit, and that yeah, that shit sucks. No, but even but, if you're not famous mm-hmm. and you get married or you're with somebody, like regular people ask that, right? Yeah. Like, I'm sure after you got married, people were like, well, when are you going to have kids? Shit before. When I got married, <laughs> people asked, when are you going to yeah. have kids? You know, yep. I mean, it's just the natural thing. You get married, people automatically mm-hmm. assume you have children. It's not right. just famous people that that happens to. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So, again, like I said, everything everything is on topic here. They bring up Cardi B as a role model. You know, the chick who used to drug guys, rape them, and then steal from them. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a good role model to have. Oh, <laughs> yep. 100. Her and, her and those waffles and pancakes. Uh, <laughs> so, they bring in someone who is, as they say, fighting for family farms. Because apparently family farms are being extinct. 
But before we get into that, this episode is brought to you by Spanx. Uh, they discuss a... Why are you looking? That was one of their ads. Was it Spanx, really? Yes. Well, it was Spanx. They discussed the maternity bra. And then Nikki says, go to Spanx.com to order Spanx. <laughs> like, maybe do a second I take on that one. A, I thought it was a dormy. No, no, dude, it was it was Spanx. It was literally, she there. she literally said, go to Spanx.com. Oh. Yeah, because they were talking about. No, they were talking about uh, um, a, a maternity bra that Spanx sold. Uh, which is like their their new thing now. Um, no, you're kidding. I'm not kidding you. It was a dormy. It wasn't a dormy. It was Spanx. It, it was totally a dormy. No, I know it was Spanx because she said go to Spinks.com. and I laughed the because I was you like, you had a different one because I had a dormy. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's very possible. So like, um, we haven't had any ads in yet, but it, but they will put different ads on sometimes depending on when you download so it is very possible that maybe spanks pulled the plug because nikki said go to spinks.com instead of the actual fucking website and if they pulled it maybe my episode downloaded before yours but no like they seriously said go to because i started listening on the way to work this morning and i paused it and i was listening on the way home and i finished it when i got home hmm. well i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to find it for you later in the episode so that's oh. so weird. I'll find it later. All right. Because I remember distinctly going down the hill, go, thinking, "Oh Jesus Christ, here we go again." Because Brie was talking about the whole the program, the VIP program, and I'm like, oh, "Rip off!" As I'm going down a hill, I'm like, "I'm right. that." We for sure got different different ads because no, and they, how we called them out last week. No, because they're talking. They were talking about a maternity bra, <laughs> and like being That's able to like. Had. Okay, I will play you. I will play you mine if it still comes up the right way on that. Um, but yeah, I believe you. I believe you. But no, my... but now, but now I need you to hear it because you need to hear her say "fucking Sphinx." Um, <laughs> let me unarchive that. Um, we'll and we'll deal with that later. That right. one like was mine State Farm in the beginning, or was mine something else? I don't know. Was it was your next one GNC? Because that was definitely yeah, the, okay. It was all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because so GNC has more protein than the stomach and anus of a Bella Twin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they bring in Elise Nervlov Rutchek. Rutchek, Rutchek, or Rutchek. Uh, she is from Elkhorn Peak Cellars and also the Save the Family Farms program. Uh, question. Yes. Did you do your research on what Save the Family Farms is? It's a small. It's a nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I listened to the the interview, so of course I know what it is. Okay, so so I I I'll get there, but I okay. actually went to the website and did the research, but we'll get oh, there. You okay. Did. All right. Does it not seem questionable that the co-owner of a vineyard also runs an organization that donates money to local Napa Valley vineyards? Well. Isn't that a, you listened to the interview. I listened to the interview. Of course I did. Because you would know why she has the nonprofit organization. Right. Which provides money to the business that she owns. And she runs this other thing. It, But it's not to the one she owns. 
if it is because it's listed on their website as one of the don of one of one of the, the the recipients of their stuff. But that's probably how she got it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, we're gonna just take de- agree to disagree on this because I thought it was real fucking suspect that she's sort of funneling money from a charity into her own I, private business. I don't. I don't think that's correct because I, I because of what because of what she said it was for. Okay. And I, I just don't. I because and she said that they needed the money for and everything. I think that's why and why they started this whole thing. I think that's how she got her money is from this thing. And that's how she got her vineyard. And that's why they're raising money for other people. She didn't to do the same thing. No, the, her, her vineyard that's is my understanding. No, her vineyard is, is her father's vineyard passed down to her. And enough, the, the save the family, family farms and whatever that came way after they had the vineyard. So I read, but I, I read both websites, but yeah. Anyways. So all right, so then she's do, probably doing it for other people and because herself. they need all this money. And herself, we'll get there. Uh, okay. So the issue she says is that small vineyards cannot hold wine tastings on their property without a uh, a winery, and they have like apparently they have specific specifications for the the size and output of the wineries. Um, fucking picky in Napa. Yeah, so uh, so they wish to have the lot changed to allow for a place to do either do a mini, mini winery instead of a full-on facility that's required, um, or just allow them to do wine tastings. So we're not talking about farmers in the classic sense. This is strictly vineyards. Mm-hmm. So it really should be called Save the Family Vineyard and not Save the Family Farms. Because they don't actually help anybody that are like crop farmers or dairy farmers. Yeah. Only only helps vineyards. Now, you 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 may not have agreed with me on the first point, but 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 tell me if you agree with me on this one. So my favorite part of this interview is the fact that the Bellas are going to be exactly what this woman wants to eliminate. And that is absentee owners who purchase a large vineyard and then just sit back and reap the rewards. Yes. That's what she's trying to get rid of. She's trying to get rid of people who come to Napa Valley, mm-hmm. purchase a family vineyard because they those that they don't have the money for it anymore, build a winery and just have their fucking rich friends out there. Are the Bellas going to going to like open a new vineyard, like completely plant a brand new vineyard, or are they going to purchase a vineyard from somebody? Well, weren't they going in with the with the what is it the Hill Estates and they were slapping their name on their wine? Right. Isn't that what they're doing with the that new Bella Bella or not the Bella, Bella Radici because they changed the name of it, but the the new one. Uh, the Bonita Bonita. Bonita, yeah, the Bonita Bonita. They were just throwing their name on it. Mm-hmm. They weren't just like. They weren't doing a whole vineyard. Right. But then they were going to open like a bar or a wine tasting bar in downtown Napa. They weren't actually having like a a thing. Right. Exactly what this woman wants to wants to get rid of. <laughs> because. Yeah. Um, so save the family farm dot com. I'm, I'm just going to read for you. Uh, what, hold on a second. Uh, 
that didn't take me where I wanted to be. Uh, save the family farms with an S. Okay. Here is here is their like mission statements. All right. See, save as, the... soon as, she, as soon as she started talking, I want to go watch the movie A Walk in the Clouds with Keanu Reeves now. <laughs> sure. Uh, save the Family Farms is a group of owner-occupied grape growers who grow grapes in Napa Valley and produce less than 5,000 gallons of wine a year. We classify ourselves as micro-producers. Our members produce, on average, approximately 1,000 cases of wine a year from fruit grown on estate vineyards. Current Napa County regulations takes a one-size-fits-all regulatory approach, demanding small family farms invest up to $10 million and several years of time trying to, to for a use permit. Small family farms and vineyards are not designed to fit into a box designed for large-scale winery facilities. Currently, there is no reasonable path to compliance for Napa's small wine producers, microwineries. This is having a severe impact on Napa's small family farms. Owner-occupied small family farms, arguably the heart and soul of Napa Valley, are on the decline. Data shows 200 small family vineyards have either gone out of business or sold to investors in the last decade as a result of unfair regulations imposed on growers. For small family farms and vineyards, we, we survive in a winemaking industry increased, increasingly dominated by absentee owners. The Napa Valley must acknowledge family farms' historical, cultural, and winemaking legacy to create a reasonable path to compliance in, for, to Napa's microproducers so they may participate in limited tastings together with direct consumer sales. Our goal is to create an, a new avenue for existing small family farms and vineyard growers to participate in a microwinery ordinance in Napa County. We do not want to change the winery definition ordinance. We want to create an ordinance or amendment to Napa Valley's smallest le legacy producers so that they can stay in business and be able to pass on their on their future generations. So, what part of that sounded like that it was the Bella Twins? Was it the, uh, the absentee owners purchasing <laughs> a yes. family farm? Absolutely. Hmm. <laughs> Weird, huh? It did. That is yeah, weird. Because that is exactly what they're doing. So yeah. Um I have I have no issue with Save the Family Farms. I I'm just fucking with you with, with the whole thing with her being on, on the board or being the running of this and the other thing or whatever like that because yeah, because what, what they're trying to do is uh change some laws or whatever like that. Now I don't know why money is needed to do that. Um, I'm assuming it's because Nap Valley are fucking stuck up hunts. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the Bella twins are not moving there to open up some tiny thirty bottle a week fucking vineyard. They're there to purchase a family farm, spend money to create a winery and host their rich ass friends for wine tasting. That's what they're there for. They are yeah. exactly the opposite of what this woman wants. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, we totally support it. And we're down here, so we're going to totally support it. It's like, did this woman do any research on what these two people are going to try to do there? They're exactly yeah. what is the problem. Oh, yeah. She thinks that they're just there to do wine tastings and drink their wine. They're like, oh, we love your vineyard, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Oh, here, let us buy your vineyard and slap our, our yep. name on it. That's where I was I was hoping that they were going to go next and be like, well, why don't you let us purchase your and then we'll make the winery for you. <laughs> it's just like, no, that's exactly, they don't want to have to do that. Mm -hmm. um, 
Billy Razors continue to collect dust in Bree's house. Um, <laughs> and then apparently you can... <laughs> well, no, I think Daniel's using them to shave the side of his head. There you go. Uh, and apparently you can get a Hoover steam clean to get rid of all of those snail trails around your house. Alright. We go to uh, Bella Advice, or whatever the fucking thing's called. And Ariana calls to say that she had anxiety and depression, but the Bellas changed her life because she saw how great they are with Brian. She asks for advice on how to open up and find someone while dealing with anxiety and depression. And the twats say, whatever, let's talk about our dating history instead of giving this chick advice. Yep. <laughs> Which is exactly yep. what they do. They say They're you like, should... Well, I'm a whore, so why don't you be a whore? They literally gave this woman zero advice. For sure. Like, all they did then was just talk about themselves and their history. Like, you're not... Like, first of all, the two of you aren't dealing with anxiety and depression. This would have been a perfect opportunity to have you Daniel come in. Sorry. Wrong. Sorry, I forgot. Postpartum depression. I don't understand it. I'm a man. Um, <laughs> this is a perfect opportunity to have Brian come in and answer yeah. this question. Or... Yeah. For Brie to discuss how things went with Brian, but no, instead she's just like Brian can fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They 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 say, hey, you want to go fuck somebody? Go out and fuck somebody. And she hoarded out. She hoarded out big time. Yeah. Um, they, they say you should find someone who fully agrees with you with everything you say, and if you, they disagree with anything you say, you should dump them in that instant. Find a yes man. Mm-hmm. She said that she would, like, not argue on dates. Like, yeah. Like, don't... This is so stupid. idiotic. Yeah. Um, Nikki says that Brie and Brian read, like, 20 books on how to fuck. And Nikki says, there's only one hole, maybe two. So Nikki sounds... Don't forget, (laughs) she had an orgasm. Yes, that's true. By being in the same room. Just from energy. Energy. So Nikki sounds like she is super boring to bang. Like a strict missionary girl. For her to be like, there's only like one hole? Maybe two? Like, first of all, no. Second of all, like, you, she's never like, well, I know she's never read a book, but she hasn't like bothered to, I don't know, like, learn maybe some different things that might be fun to try, you know, or, you know, no, nothing? Yeah. Exactly. I, I don't know. I don't know. You have to no, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, it's like she can't, she, she's like, she's like fucking like making fun of Brian for like wanting to read different like tantric sex books of this. Like, yeah, it's clearly working for them. They're, they they seem to be very happy with their sex life. Like you, on the other hand, <laughs> talked about jilling off next to your, your fiance because he wouldn't fuck you. Like yeah. who's, so who's the one should, <laughs> should be taking fucking sex spice from? Maybe the one who's actually has a good fucking sex life. True. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So they talked about Granny Spears having to listen to Justin Timberlake talk about fucking her. But then Daniel Bryan has to hear Bree talk about fucking him. Mm-hmm. Just double standards all the way across the sky. <laughs> like, seriously. Yep. That's the way it always is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. Do as I say, not as I do. Yep. All right. All right. Where 
You ready oh. to free Britney? I'm ready to free Britney. Bitch. Um, all right, so we went from a Nicole chapter to a Nicole chapter. This one is called The Finisher, which I assume is is not her because she doesn't know how to fuck. Um, we are. So no theme song. We. You just getting right into it? No, I'm 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 setting you. I'm setting up for it. I was I was gonna be like, you're not gonna like. You're just gonna jam it right in. Yeah, you know me. I just go and try. Uh, no, we <laughs> are 25 pages from the end of this book. It's a beautiful thing. I know. And you know what else is a beautiful thing? What? Butterfly in the sky. Come on! I can go twice as high. Let's get it on. Take a look in a book. My reading rainbow. You think it's a day? I've been listening to a lot of DMX lately. I don't know why. Yeah. I go in phases with him. Uh, <laughs> anyway. He's, he's underrated. You know, he's kind of a piece of shit, but he does, he does, he did have some pretty decent fucking uh, songs back in the day. Yeah. But, uh, in, the old, in the olden days? In the olden days, yeah. Um, you know why he barks, right? No. Oh, he was a, he was a neglected child. And he actually would, like, his parents would just throw him in a crib and they wouldn't, like, interact with him for uh, for hours. And he would hear the dogs barking on the outside. So he, he Aww. like, would he would bark a lot more than talk because people just, like, his parents just weren't interacting with him. That's so sad. It is. Yeah, the guy had a, a fucking shit life. Um, and then he became a rapper. And then he kind of turned into an asshole. <laughs> Why? But, that that's super sad. It is. It is, and that that'll, that ruins DMX music for you, and it, because it you're totally just like, does. you're like, oh, it's like a cry for help that he's when he's barking. <laughs> it kind of is, and then now I'm like, well, I can kind of see why he's a dick, you know? Yeah, yeah, and and I give him a little bit of pass on he it because like, yeah, he doesn't mean to be. He just can't help it. Yeah, he didn't have. You know? He didn't really have role models growing up. You know, um, I mean, he was raised by assholes. I mean, if that's all you know. Right. You know, like, all I know on this network is assholes. So I know, right? It's all I'm around. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. I love all of you. <laughs> Except for you, Adam. Just there kidding. <laughs> I know you don't listen, fucker. <laughs> yeah. Um, Just kidding again. I get it. I mean, he won't hear it for like six months. So, um, all right. When I was a cock, when I was cocktail waitressing in my twenties, okay. <laughs> one of my legs went dead while I was working a shift. <laughs> dead. Dead. No, sir. It doesn't say that. One of my legs went dead while I was working a shift. Says it right oh, there. I can't see anything besides the guy <laughs> behind you. The guy, the guy behind me, is future Hall of Famer August Gray. First of all, which is I know. That, what that is? Yes, that is. I didn't recognize him. You didn't recognize him with the without his clothes off. Good old AG. Yep. I'd had a lot of pain in my abdomen, which was becoming increasingly unbearable, even though I had a really high tolerance for discomfort. 
for somebody who can anybody who says they have a high tolerance for pain, I feel like is is yeah, complete just bullshit. They're, they're lying. She has spent half of this book complaining about being in pain. Oh, there's that a bone is, sticking out of my leg. <laughs> somebody who says they're allergic to like Percocet yeah. means they just want something stronger. Yes. They're not really allergic to Percocet. <clears throat> I will say, um, I, I I guess technically I might be allergic to Percocet because when when I do take it, I get really bad fucking headaches. Um, so I, I typically do not. Um, but I will lay that on thick in order to get oxy whenever I have issues. <laughs> See? Add. Yeah. I will say though, like I just I per- perks and me don't don't mix. Like I have I I am like that kid that used to make fun of in school. I have issues with a lot of things. There's a lot of like C B D stuff I can't take. It'll just give me a headache. And it's a it's an unknown thing that happens with a lot of people. Whatever they cut it with or or use in it tends to have a reaction for certain people. So there's like a lot of C B D oils and things like that that just can't take. So I have to I literally and because it's so expensive, this is what sucks about it. I literally have to like either like try it from somebody and see if I have a reaction to it, or I have to like buy it and just hope that I don't. And there's been a lot of times where I've just been like, Well, I can't use this. Is it the Percocet that gives you the headache or the ox or the Tylenol that gives you the headache? I don't have a problem with Tylenol. No, it's Percocet. All right, so so it's just the Percocet. Yeah, just whatever whatever I like I've taken Oxy recreationally and for, for pain. Yeah. And and I've had no issues with that. That's a lot of fun. But like I said, I take Percocet and it just gives me a fucking migraine. And like I said, there are certain C B Ds that I will if I take it, it'll just give me a headache. So like I found uh, like a, a like a hand cream CBD thing that doesn't give me a headache, so I use that. But like a lot of gummies that I've tried, some of that just does not fucking sit well with me. So you, so then get the get the oxycodone acetaminophen. That way you have the you get the you get the um the oxy and you mm-hmm. get the Tylenol. That way <laughs> get the the Tylenol to take care of the headaches. Counter, yeah, yeah, I got it. Well, that's that's my issue. Is like, well, CBD is supposed to help you with headaches, and it's like, yeah, but a lot of it gives me a headache. So <laughs> where's the fucking help? Um, yeah, I just I I want to be able to use it more too because it is good to relax too and stuff like that. But yeah, for whatever reason, my body just it's just like no, I don't like whatever whatever additives they put into it. Is what it is. So it's like I got to get that fucking like straight uncut shit like that good shit otherwise i'm just like my i just will fucking get a headache i get headaches at like the drop of a hat though and like my My doctor tells me to take magnesium and vitamin b2 okay is it b2 i think it's vitamin b b2 um for my headaches i don't but she tells me i should (laughs) because it works okay um, is it B2? I think it is B2. Yeah. Um, so try that. It's supposed okay. to help. Take it every day. It's supposed to help with headaches. Mm. I'm already on enough friggin' medicine for my migraines and I'm not taking more medicine. I hear you. Which is why I don't take it. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, I'll take like iron because I want to like jizz farther. But other than that, like, <laughs> I mean, I obviously I take I, like, uh, iron depression medication. Iron you, bro. Oh, I don't have that issue. You don't have that issue? No. Okay. Um, 
No, I, I obviously had to take like depression medication. I had to take allergy medication because I have real bad seasonal seasonal allergies. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, I've I've cut back on so much of this stuff because like a lot of the like a multivitamin and stuff like that. Unless you have a deficiency, it's just it's just bullshit. It's not actually helping you. I always forget to take a multivitamin, so I'm yeah. just like fuck it. Yeah, but so much of that stuff is just like you're 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 just flushing it through because your body's got an abundance of it anyways. So, yeah. my vitamin D level is like a four. I need to take additional vitamin D. Mm. It makes me sick to my stomach. Oh, so I don't yeah. have to take it. Yeah, see, I, I had... take it. It's gonna <laughs> make me feel better. Yeah, <laughs> see, I I had a full blood panel uh, a couple of years ago, and like all of my levels were. We're fine, so it was pretty much like they're like, well, if you if you want, you can take it, but it's you're just, you're, it's not gonna really do much for you. So I was like, well, why would I fucking spend twenty bucks a month on like fucking multivitamins or something like that? So the only the only issue I have is a uh, I don't get a lot of exercise, <laughs> and I don't eat I don't eat very well either. But in terms of like my vitamin deficiencies, I got none, other than like you know. <laughs> Protein yeah. and stuff like that, because I fucking eat like egg shit. Anyways, uh, speaking of eating shit, uh, I didn't want to go to the hospital or urgent care. I didn't think I could afford it. I decided to wait and see if whatever was happening down there would clear up on its own. She's not talking about her vagina, she's talking about her leg. And her stomach, sure. too. I went home that night and sat in a bath where... God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> What's the matter? You can do this. I went home that night and sat in a bath where my flaps were like two floating balls in the water. I was so swollen I looked deformed. I hate this fucking book. Fucking hate it. 25 more pages. Build the cut! Alright. Um, I got to the point where I couldn't pee. And I knew I needed medical help. Desperately. I went oh, to the... She, let's see if I can diagnose this. Okay, okay. She, she couldn't walk. Yep. Her leg went dead, yep. Her, her leg went dead. She had swollen flaps. Yep. And she couldn't pee. And she had ab- abdominal pain. Oh, in abdominal pain. And she uh, she presented with early onset assholenessness. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched a lot of House. Go, go, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I'm going to go with amyloidosis. No, I'm just kidding, because that's what House would say. Um, no, it's always lupus. <laughs> no, it's always amyloidosis. Um, yeah. Either lupus or amyloidosis. Um, maybe it could be an STI, but <laughs> I mean, a lot, yeah. I, just because of the flaps being swollen, um, because I don't think with a UTI or a kidney stone it would be swollen, and I don't know how the leg would be in, affected, unless that was just like coincidence. Um, I mean a back nerve injury might cause the leg thing, but that could be a separate issue. Um, yeah, I got no fucking clue. I'm going to go with amyloidosis. 
Okay. I will tell you, uh, you are incorrect. No, I know. Um, boy, I should not have Googled this. (laughs) (laughs) What did you do, WebMD? Put in all the symptoms? No. No, I looked at images. Is is it... Uh, okay, all right, we'll we'll, we'll get there. Uh, don't don't Google it when I get there. You don't want to see it. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> I went to the hospital where even the ER nurses were shocked. They all came into the room to look at to take a look at my vagina, like it was some rare piece of fine art. Can you imagine all the nurses coming and be like, "Holy shit, what the fuck?" <laughs> I doubt it was like looking like fine art. They're probably looking because it looked like a train wreck. Yeah. The doctor was a jerk, maybe because I was some 20-year-old cocktail waitress, maybe because I had bad insurance. He gave me a quick examination and then said, you have a Bartholin's cyst. Oh, I know what that is. (laughs) I know what that is. Okay. So you know what I saw. Yes. (laughs) Don't Google that. Uh, B-A-R-T-H-O-L-I-N. I know. I know what it is. No, no, I was telling for anyone who wanted to Google it. Oh, okay. Okay. You need surgery, but if you expect me to wake up a doctor in the middle of the night for in the middle of the night for you, you're wrong. They did surgery for that, really? How bad was it? He said he needs she needed surgery. We're we're not there yet. Um she she does get surgery, but yeah. And then he left and told me he'd be be back to get me set up with morphine. 30 minutes passed and then 45 minutes, at which point pain at which point the pain was so bad I had to yell until someone heard me. A nurse popped her head in and was surprised that I was still there, as the doctor had left without giving them any orders. What a wuss. It, I mean, with her saying that she had, like, bad insurance stuff like that, she probably went to a free clinic. And those people are kind of notoriously terrible, because <laughs> they don't, aren't getting paid a lot of money working at a free clinic. And, yeah. you know, a lot of times they are moonlighting there just to make a couple extra bucks over that. So I get it. Uh, the nurses checked me into the hospital and set me up with a morphine drip so that I could manage my pain until I had surgery early in the next morning. My phone had died, so I couldn't even call my mom to tell her I was in the hospital. The hospital called her when I was in recovery, which was the first time she heard about this whole debacle. After the operation, which revealed my glands had two cysts, they put two catheters in to drain for two weeks and told me that I'd always be super sensitive. I now know how common cysts are for women, but I had no idea to ask about them. Had it never been checked? I don't know if I would have problems today if I had gotten treatment earlier or had known I could go to a place for a free annual checkup. I still struggle with this issue, and bladder infections are a constant in my life. I also get easily irritated. I also get easily irritated in that area, which is a problem considering that I spend a lot of my days getting dick uh, in sweaty workout gear. <laughs> When we were kids, my mom taught us the birds and the bees, but I didn't learn much about sexual health or how the vagina works. And when I certainly, and then I certainly never expected to experience so much sexual trauma, and I was not equipped to deal with that either. I also, oh God! All right, all right, all right. I'm gonna make me do this. I also used to slather Victoria's Secret scented lotions everywhere. I thought nothing about putting it around and on or in my vagina. 
she sh- she slathered lotion inside of her vagina. That's a bad idea. Lotion. That's a bad idea. Not just lotion. Sweatshop Victoria's Secret scented that's, lotion. That's a very bad idea. Bree and I grew up when girls were terrified that they smelled down there. When douching and scented tampons seemed like good choices. We were also always waxing and shaving our vaginas, eliminating the protective barrier that can keep harmful bacteria away. It was no surprise that I'm still paying the price. You still do it, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For somebody who claims that, like, you deal with all of these terrible things with your vagina. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> Um, Too much Bella Vagina talk, Troy. It, 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 I, I, I almost stopped right there. We've only been talking for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're done. No, we're not. Breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Never one to be one-upped by my sister, I also went to the emergency room for my vagina. When we were living in Los Angeles, after our Hooters days, I went out dancing with some friends and was wearing lace underwear. I don't think they even had a lining. I was about five drinks in wearing tight ass jeans and had a front wedgie. I went I went to pick it and a piece of lace was wrapped around my labia and I tore it. (sighs) If you could see your face right now. My God! If I this is this is how they end the book. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh my God. You all right? Uh, all right. Uh, oh God! <laughs> I went home and slept on it, and the next morning, it was still bleeding. So I drove to the emergency room. What is wrong with you people? Like, uh, I, uh, okay, like, uh, this is, uh, this is just ridiculous. So if your penis was bleeding, would you go to the hospital right away? Yes. You would. If I, if I was peeing blood, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. If I, like, I mean, like, I've gotten, you know, like, nicks or something like that, like, shaving or whatever like that. But if that's that's nothing. It's, that's not ripping your fucking labia or having your vagina swell up. Like, yeah, if, if, my, if my dick suddenly was, like, fucking, like, purple or whatever like that, I'd be like, get me to the emergency room now. I'm not losing this thing. Like, <laughs> that's just... That that's the look like that's like the part of you that you take the most fucking care with, you know, like because it's you know, like it's not like I've never had it. I, I you know I've I've had I've had surgery on my ass, you know, like <laughs> it was it was for uh, um, I had I had an absence. And so I had to get I had to get that trained and everything like that. So I have I have had I have gone to the hospital for things that are not for I have gone to a surgery place for things that are not comfortable to talk about or like that. I have not ever 
seriously wounded my genitalia at all. But if I did, you better believe I'd be going to the fucking hospital first thing I could. Like, you you tore your labia, and you're like, ah, fuck it, I'll go to bed. Are you kidding me? First of all, how? Wouldn't that fucking hurt? Like, if you know that you tore your underwear and it was hurting you, why wouldn't you just take it off? That's a good question. That is a real good question. Um, One I don't have an answer to. Especially if it's, like, jacking up your shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Again, I, I wear boxers, so generally... I don't. I don't have any kind of under. The only underwear issues I have is like, yeah, sometimes it, you know, it'll ride up on your nose like that or get a little uncomfortable. But yeah, it's not ever like choked my my junk out or anything like that. You know, like if I'm wearing a bra and it has an underwire, either and the underwire pokes through, either the wire comes out or the bra comes off. Yeah, like as soon as possible because that shit ain't bothering me all day. Mm-hmm. No. Um. <clears throat> so. <laughs> I went home and slept on it, and the next morning, I, it was still bleeding, so I drove to the emergency room. At check-in, I told the woman I had been injured. She raised an eyebrow. Yes. Where? I pointed down. She, she can't just say, I tore my lab. I was 20 years old. I was 20 years old. I cut my lip. <laughs> yep. And didn't know any medical terminology. She was 20 years old. And didn't know any medical terminology. When you were 20 years old, did you know what a labia was? Mm-hmm. Okay. I did. So I told her that I had ripped my vaginal lip. I mean, that's that's fine. That's acceptable, right? I mean, it's not it's not the clinical term, but the, the you know what she's saying when she says that. Mm-hmm. That I didn't know what it was called, but I had ripped my vagina. She looked bemused. She brought me back and uh, and asked if I minded that the ER doctor on call was a man. <laughs> I didn't, but thought it was nice that they had asked. I told the doctor the story, and he said, All right, I know that story isn't true. I said, Yes, it is. And he said, No, you had to have been using a sex toy. And I said, I wish, but I actually tore my vagina because I picked a front wedgie. Everyone at the hospital thought it was hilarious. And if I'm being honest, I thought it was pretty funny, too. I mean, it, it doesn't sound like a real story. <laughs> Have you noticed none of her stories sound real? No. And then she, like, calls it out that they don't sound real, and then it's just like, no, 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 it's totally real. Yeah, yeah. She's probably just, like, fucking, like... She's done that with every story. Yeah. She was probably freeballing it in jeans and was just like, whoops, a torn my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you should probably just have Jackson skip this entire episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we should just put the warning as yes. the title. There you go. Jackson warning. Just Jackson <laughs> skip this episode. Not, uh, uh, there are there are adults that don't want to hear this these stories. I don't want to read these stories. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the guy I was dating wasn't amused because, like the doctor, he assumed I had gotten it from using a sex toy with somebody else. By the way, who knew that sex toys could be so dangerous? Dude, I have seen I have seen some shit. <laughs> I have seen 
not personally, but obviously like on the internet and stuff like that, or, or on different medical shows, I have seen a dildo crammed up in somebody that they had to take a fucking, <laughs> you know, x-ray for and, and take it out and stuff like that. Yeah. People are Actually, gross. Yeah, sex rays can be dangerous. Like, you, you have to be very careful with it. Yep. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, things can... Uh, there's, like, a, a, a child comes out of the vagina. Things can go back up in there, too. <laughs> the doctor told me that he didn't have to do anything, that the damaged part would fall off like a lizard's tail. That's and gross. I would, and it would regenerate good as new. Seriously? Like a fucking liver? Apparently. I thought he was bullshitting me, but he actually what? told me that he but he actually told me the truth. When I got back to my apartment, I had to show all of my girlfriends because none of them believe me. Yeah, that's what they want to see. They want to see your fucking half torn off fucking pussy lip. Stop. That's not true. That can't be true. No, as I thought. Aren't, don't women get like vaginal plasties to reduce the size of of their their labia? Like, but is is that a the, temporary thing? But don't they like cut some off and sew it back together? I thought so. you if you are googling your search history is fucked, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what is the word? The what do they call? Reach. Uh, well, she says regenerate. Okay. Oh, my God. For those of you listening at home, Lisa is typing, do vaginal lips regenerate? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm I'm circumcised. That never grows back. Like, that's just gone, right? And then isn't, isn't it essentially the same bits, just in different configurations? No, it doesn't. See that I, I I watched a, a a special on like uh like plastic surgery and body modifications of that, and they had like you know they they showed like a vaginal piece of that. It's like yeah, I didn't think that that would be yeah, I didn't think that that would be something that like she so she's got to have one that's like got like a chunk out of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a shark bite or something. Nice. Yeah, I don't think that. So he was he was just fucking with her or anything? <laughs> he, was, he was fucking with her. There's no way that it grew back. No. Cause that yeah, that doesn't like if you cut a finger off, that that doesn't grow back. Like Yeah. Skin like Unless they you know, sewed another No, he he literally said that it. like that like oh there's there's like uh, there's apparently like a piece of it flapping off and he said that that part would fall off and then it would regenerate good as new. Only if you <clears throat> sew something onto it. Right. Can. Yeah. So he didn't he said he didn't she says he didn't do anything so. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, I I don't believe this this story. Nope. There I just looked so. I think one thing, yeah, I think one thing that our friends have always appreciated about me and Nicole is that we are very open with our sexuality and our bodies. We aren't shy of or ashamed by our body parts. That that is a completely contradictory story to a lot of what we've heard on on the podcast. Oh, they're shy. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I detect that's a lie. Well, they, she's saying that they're not shy, but we have heard them. They we have heard them not want to talk about certain 
body parts that they have and things like that. That's like, a lie. Bree continues to get pissy every time they bring up, she, like her sister brings up her bush. So <clears throat> she's like telling everybody about her missing vagina part. Right now, yeah. My mom was very open with us from a young age. They would make her crazy that we were so sexual, but she was still adamant about not hiding anything because she grew up in a strict Catholic household. She always hid everything from her parents, and, well, we all know how that turned out. Because she hadn't been educated about protection, she made sure that we were. She yeah, wanted I'm sure to. that's why. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. She wanted to get us on the pill and teach us, uh, us how to protect ourselves against STDs. Now, referred to as STIs. Come on, give her the times. As soon as she knew that we were sexually active, we were comfortable seeing vagina, penis, and sex because we didn't create a culture of shame around it. But you also claim you didn't know what a labia was, so I guess you weren't that fucking educated about it. Nicole, despite the perpetual physical discomfort, I am a very sexual person. Feeling free to enjoy my sexuality has become a big part of who I am. I want to be part of the movement that shifts all the limiting, old-fashioned beliefs about women, that you can't be a lady and also be sexual, that you can't be taken seriously in business, and also care about how you look. This is this is the sister of the person who keeps saying that, like, men's roles are clearly defined, and women's roles are clearly defined. And This is also Nicole who says that men can't understand postpartum depression and... For some reason, there is a, this lingering expectation about around women that we all only get to be one thing. You can be beautiful, but then not intelligent. Okay, so this is another thing. No, most people do not believe what she's saying here. Like, yes, there are some people who still believe in like the old-fashioned ways of like that, but it's this like blanket statement where it's like, oh, well, because it was because it arose around in the '60s that like, yeah, no. It, most of society has wisened up to the fact that women can be beautiful and smart, and they can be like, like, okay, here you can be sexy, but then you better not be a mom. There's literally fucking milf porn all over the internet. Mm-hmm. There's literally like fucking stepmothers, like banging stepsons and over that on on porn and stuff like that. Like that is not a thing that pe- people like milf is a fucking thing. <laughs> Men are never criticized or minimized in the same way. Oh, yes, they are. Uh, it's time that we come together as women and demand that society stop defining us as only one thing. Like, men are criticized for, or, or constantly criticized for their size stuff like that. Like, the dad bod thing just started to come in, but generally, like, men have always been looked at as, like, oh, fat slobs and stuff like that, or incredibly ripped guys and stuff like that. It's like, guys couldn't just put on a little bit of weight, you know? She's trying to be this big, like, girl power hero. Mm-hmm. And she's not. She thinks she is, but she's not. Right. <clears throat> well, and the other thing is, like, it's it's still, like, fabricating these things that only exist in certain situations, and, like, Pretending that they are like universally universal issues, you know. Yeah, it's like she's stuck in her own little world of pretend. Yeah, and it, it's again, it's it's showing that like, oh, men have it so easy, women have it so tough. 
Like, yes, in certain situations. Not in all situations, but in certain situations. And, yeah, like, there is still a, a long way that women have to go, you know? Right. But here's the thing. A lot of people like these two believe that female equality means that women should be put above men. That's not equality, though. That's not equal. Like, the, the, the goal is for that women and men to be on equal footing. That's equality, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not that, oh, women should make more than men because men have been making more than them the whole time. No, it's they should be paid the exact same amount for the the exact same output of, you know, and, and exact same talent, stuff like that. So... But that's the thing. It's like when she says shit like that, it's like, oh, she wants it to be. It's not enough that women are recognized. It's that then men shouldn't be as recognized for things, you know. And that's that's goes against what a what true feminism is like and true equality is. I like to be sexual and I like to be sexually dominating because it makes me feel strong and powerful. I have always been like this. Looking back at my well, not always, because you you know. Let two guys dominate you. Anyways, uh, looking back at my grade school journals. Well, that's why I can, she did is because she was sexual and they, they knew that. Yeah. But then she didn't like it because they took control and she didn't. Right. Yeah. I can see that it was clear then, too. Despite what was happened, what has happened to me, I have been insistent on embracing it rather than feeling ashamed. If anything, I have been more determined to find the power of my sexuality because the formative formative sexual experiences that I had when I was younger left me feeling like I had no power at all. Many people rush to judge me, to assume that I have allowed and invited men to turn me into an object. No. <laughs> you did that yourself. You did. Troy? Okay. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's, right. there, it's, it's, it's the, you turn yourself into an object when all you do is take selfies on your Instagram and you constantly have like shoving your tits in people's faces and you keep talking about like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. All right. On the contrary, I have a lot of respect for myself, and this is who I am. I love having a womanly body. I love having big breasts, even if I wasn't born with them. I love dressing up for myself and feeling sexy. It annoys me to no end when society decides to judge women like me by assuming that high heels and tight dresses mean we don't have any self-respect or only find value in what men think of us. Again, very small sub- subset of people. Mm-hmm. You, you, are, you are giving more power to a minority than to the majority. Because the majority look at that or, or they look at her dressing up and they think, oh, look, you know, she looks good in that. Like, that's, you know, good good on her and stuff like that. It is the it is the minority of people going like, oh, I'm a simp for you and you can't dress like that around guys. You know, like, that's that's the stuff that you're you're focusing on the negative instead of focusing on the positive, which there is more positive than negative in a lot of these situations. Um, that is bullshit, and I don't have to wear a potato sack to prove it. I love myself, I respect myself, I am sexual, and I am strong. I can kick anyone's ass. But I would rather do it 
in Christian Louboutin heels and a bondage dress. I mean, you're just vapid. That's a problem. <laughs> I want younger women to have a different reality, to learn how to take care of themselves so that they don't end up in similar straits. I wish someone had taught me about proper self-care, about keeping things that don't belong in your vagina out of it. Scented tampons, fragmented lotions, douches altogether. About wearing organic cotton underwear when you exercise so that your vagina can breathe. About the importance of getting annual physicals to make to be sure that you don't have untreated cysts or abnormal pap smears. If you don't have insurance, go somewhere where they provide essential services like checkups, breast exams, and pap smears for free. If you have plenty of money, consider making a donation so other women can have control over their own health too. So the first thing I've agreed with her on in this book. Uh, being a woman and owning our femininity is an incredibly source of power. Being a woman means you have the ability to enthrall, right, the ability to hold and ability to create, and so much more. Women are awesome, and it's time that we all take our power back, particularly from anyone who wants to take our sexual power away from us or make us feel ashamed for embodying it. Good God, this turned into a, a fucking self-help book real quickly. Bree and I knew that we wanted to build a company, or buy one. We wanted to address female sexuality empowerment to create products that were better for vaginas anywhere. Nothing that was going to tear the lip of your vagina, for example, and no products with parabens or... Is, are, did we just turn this into a fucking advertisement for their fucking line of... of I like, think they did. Oh my god. And in doing that, we also wanted to destigmatize the vagina to stop girls from giggling about it and inspire them to get to know it. Like, for, again, like, no, most people, they're still going to giggle about it because it's fucking funny. Like, that's just part of growing up is, you know, you're not, you're not old enough to understand that. Like, it's just, it's funny. Like, my fucking three-year-old continues to tell me her butthole hurts and it makes me laugh. Because it's funny to hear a three-year-old say the word butthole. <laughs> okay, my son, extremely intelligent, mm -hmm. just made it on the honor roll for the second time yeah. um, this school year. He is the most intelligent kid I know. After he's done with school, he walks around the house saying butthole. Yep. It's just, that's, it's that's part of being a kid. It's the way kids are. Yep. Yeah, you're not going to just... You're not going to do stigma as a vagina where, like, a fucking four-year-old is going to be like, hmm, vagina, and, like, put a pipe in her mouth. Like, it's just not going to happen. It's, it, it's just a funny thing when you're growing up, <clears throat> you know? The name for our lingerie and clothing line, Birdie Bee, actually came from the saying, the birds and the bees. <gasps> Get out! Yeah, this is, total, this is totally just them selling their shitty fucking clothing line. We thought the name was cute, but we also wanted to acknowledge how we learn and don't learn about sexuality, which has never been taught properly in schools. It's not that it's never been taught properly in schools. It's just that most schools are have overbearing have overbearing religious mothers and fathers that turn around and keep yeah. your children from learning things because it conflicts with their fucking religion. For example, did you know that the clitoris wasn't even in the 1948 edition of Grey's Anatomy, the basic textbook from in medical school? 
Yeah, like she knew that. Well, she didn't. But also, I don't know that they had the name in the 1948 edition of Grey's Anatomy. Or 1948-49. And now I have to fucking look this up. Hold on. Um, I'm going to... Okay. Just doing a, a real quick look through. But even that, like... Yeah, it's, it's the fucking, like... If you if you said that statement of like, oh, it wasn't in like the 1989 version of it, then that's something, right? But if you're saying that like the that in 1940 that they didn't have it in there, well, yeah, because there was a different fucking time and and women were viewed differently then. Um, Uh, yeah, it was Masters and Johnson. Of course, it was Masters and Johnson that that like brought light to it because they fucking actually looked at things from a situation of not that like oh when a woman's in her period she's got hy- got hysterics and she should be locked away in a fucking tower. They looked at it as like a woman can be a sexual person, you know. Yeah. So that statement of that statement is just stupid. Like, yeah, they, there also was fucking. In the 1940s, people were afraid that, like, a fucking microwave was going to turn sentient on them. Like, it's just, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In school, we giggled through sex edu- education class, which was about basic anatomy and pregnancy. Nothing about the importance of consent, and nothing about the power of sex to create intimacy and pleasure. <sighs> Look. It's on the parents. It's not in the schools. 100%. 100% to me, like, the school, if they want to to do uh, teach anatomy, perfect. That's a perfect place for it. The sex stuff should be talked about in a one-on-one or, or one-on-two situation at home. Because then you can take all of that stigma out of it. And because when you're, when you're trying to do it to a classroom full of kids... It's not going to go that well, you know? No. And it's like, that's where the parents need to take the responsibility and do it themselves, you know? Because that is their responsibility to make sure of things. Now, talking about, like, so, I mean, we we learned when I was in school, which, by, by the way, I was in school around the same time that these two were, um, we learned about abstinence. We learned about condoms. We learned about sex. Now, was there specifically like a consent thing? No, because I think most courses would like to give people the benefit of the doubt that they wouldn't need that told to them, that you can't just fucking rape people. But, you know, I I mean, yeah, now obviously the curriculum probably should change because that still has been an issue. Um, but yeah, just for just to say that, like, oh, they don't talk about. Well, maybe they didn't talk about it in your school, but I tell you, I had a health class and I learned. You know, did they segregate us um, in order to talk about certain things? Yes, they had only the females in class one day, and they talked about periods and they talked about 
cycles and things like that. They, they then the next day only had the males in class and they talked about like penis care and you know different things like and like the cancers and things like that and checking for them. They had they like actually split us off and did like personalized for our gender things that we had to talk about. Now probably would have been good to just do the whole fucking class together and teach both sides of it so that because eventually like me I had daughters like <laughs> that would have been nice to learn some things about you know uh, how to do certain how to put tampons in and stuff like that but still like I said but I had I went to a school that was not as like hardcore Bible thumper as other schools I, I was in a public school and down here or up here I should say because I'm in Wisconsin they were just like teach this don't go into like the the whole thing of like trying to tell a room full of 15 year olds that like sex can be good and pleasurable is not a message that they want <laughs> blasted out to everybody over there because it's sort of it it opens up litigation issues mm-hmm. you know if your teacher goes like yeah sex could be a lot of fun like no no that they're going to get sued for <laughs> or they're going to be called a pedophile you know right so that's that is an unrealistic expectation, and like I said, it's the, it is the parents' responsibility for those kinds of things. And how important it is to own that for yourself to feel like you can access it. Instead, we are left to our own devices in empty bedrooms at party houses, and there were a lot of missteps. Yeah, that's life, dude. That's part of life, and because of that, a lot of shame. We hope that we can help address that for younger generations. We believe that there has to be a world where women can be powerful, sexual creatures who can still win respect, where wanting pleasure and equal access to orgasms is not something to feel ashamed about. They are both parents. Do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Raise your kids to be what you just said. Don't rely on public schools or the government to do that for you. Take it upon yourself. Be the agent of change you want to be in. And that is just about all the vagina talk I can take for one night. <laughs> Poor Troy. you got so many vaginas at your house right now. <sighs> it's just a fun constant in my life. So and I have you... so many penises at my house. Yeah. Oh. Well, Troy, join us next week to find out what's up with these cunts. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the Salzer Effect. This has been 
a Rundown Wrestling Network production.